Welcome to the She Blows a Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Carla, and we are kicking off season six, Made in Ignorance, What We Didn't Learn in School. The first episode of the new season will drop tomorrow at midnight. Be sure to tune in on what we didn't learn in school. And as you notice, my shirt says secure the bag. And one thing we didn't learn in school was financial literacy and how to secure the bag, plus more. Be sure to tune in. The link will be in the bio at midnight. Right and what's wrong. You know, people people make a choice every day. And at the end of the day, whatever that choice may be, that's their decision. It has nothing to do with you unless it's affecting you physically and in a harmful manner. Other than that, you know, uh, let them be great. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't believe there's a need to, you know, put pressure on people about certain things because, T, people don't do what they want to do. That's like my, my motto, right? I have to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are going to do what they want to do. And then I also had to like kind of step outside of myself from other people and think about myself because I myself too, I'm going to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's like, no one couldn't like force anything down my throat. So that's why like when I, when it comes to, she blows it. Like, I like to look at like the evolution of people and referencing like just um, current events or referencing just personal experiences or hypothetical experiences or experiences that like I know other people have been through. So like, I just, you know, I try, I try not to like tell people what to do, but I just, I like to understand people. Like I like to see multiple spectrums and multiple perspectives because like I always say, it's always one, it's more than one side to a story, you know? And like people show us what they want to show us. So why not like let them do what they want to do anyway? Because we may not never know the truth. People will just tell us what whatever the hell they want to tell us. Yeah, they say it's it's always three sides to the story: your story, his story, and the truth. And the truth. Period. You know, I mean, at you know, in, in my opinion, it's like people go around all day enforcing their views on other people, like that's really going to help, you know, whenever someone's being pressured or uh, put in a position of weakness, you know, that's never good. Cause if, what they say, if you, uh, you push a cat in the corners, you gonna see his claws. Yep. You know, why, why put somebody in the position to do that all the time or think that it's going to make anything better. Right. And that's why, that's why I do. She blows it because like, we're all a diverse group of people. So I don't, you know, why push anybody in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, people need to understand that there's more than one way to look at something. Or there's more than one way to skin a cat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and this is another dope installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Uh, today I have a very, uh, a very outspoken, a very interesting, and very inquisitive person when it comes to people's life views and choices. Uh, she's a podcaster. She's a mom. Uh, she's a dope uh, intellectual, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy having her on today. Uh, why don't you give it up for uh, Miss Carla, everybody? Uh, I, again, I got to thank you for coming on the show this morning. It's uh, it's it's, it's going to be a great one. I feel it in my bones. Um, watching you guys on Grown Man Logic. Um, I just be like, damn, I need to, uh, I need to get a guest spot on there one of these days so I can, uh, join in on the, uh, on the hilarity along with the, uh, the dopeness of the logic that's being, uh, spoken. Oh, well, listen, uh, we are all for big T. <laughs> so listen, I'm sure it will not be a problem to get big T on the episode or episode or two or three. That'll work. That'll work. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself to my audience? Well, hey, everybody. Well, first of all, Big T, I want to thank you so much for, um, you know, allowing me on your platform. 
I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I appreciate your humor um, because I just scroll through your stuff and I just, everything that I see is just you just laughing and having a good time. <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of how I am too. So like, um, I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be on here. And for those of you who are listening, my name is Carla and I am the host of the She Blows It podcast. And the She Blows It podcast embodies everything evolution, um, just kind of blowing smoke on the nuances of just modern society and the obscured views in modern society and how we collectively, um, I won't say need to or should, but we collectively, um, it would be helpful for us to kind of cultivate a different perspective on life because we are all different people. Uh, we all think differently. So once we start to embrace each other's differences, then, you know, the world will be a better place because instead of us embracing each other's differences when it comes to culture, when it comes to religion, when it comes to philosophy, um, we kind of get into a, a spot where like it becomes judgmental if it's not aligned with what I'm thinking, you know, like if what you're thinking is not aligned with what I'm thinking, then I have a problem with you. And just because you, you you're, your thinking is not aligned with someone else doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a problem with them. You know, we embrace differences. So that's what She Blows It is all about. She Blows It is also a multifaceted concept. And um, I created She Blows It, like I'm a very off the whim type of person. So I created She Blows It just off of the whim. And everything that I've created has kind of come around full circle to connect with me. Um, but in the beginning stages of She Blows It, I didn't know like how to explain it. I didn't know like what to say about it because it was just something off the whim. But as I started working it, I realized that like I want to help people. I want to build people no matter who you are. I want to like basically like build on people's perspectives and give them another perspective and educate them and teach them how to look at things from a different perspective while at the same time, you know, blowing smoke and pointing out like what is unacceptable when it comes to, you know, our own philosophies and perspectives and how we come at other people. So that is uh, what she blows it is all about. But outside of she blows it, I'm a full, I work full time um, from home. Um, like you said, T, I'm a mom. So I be momming it you know, um, in the mom's club. And um, I really enjoy podcasting. I really enjoy talking and meeting and, and, you know, hearing other people's perspectives and getting a good laugh. So again, thank you so much. And if you guys want to find me, you guys can find me on Instagram at she blows it underscore pod. Um, and then my podcast is available on, you know, all platforms wherever they're available. So y'all make sure y'all go and check me out. Y'all heard her. Y'all better go ahead and uh hit that follow button, multitask while you're listening to this or watching it. Either way, I appreciate you for stopping on by. So uh uh where are you from originally, Carla? I am originally from Delray Beach, Florida, um, which is in South Florida, and it's like on the outskirts of like um West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. So I'm from Delray Beach, born and raised. I was born in Florida. I am a true Floridian. Hmm. Uh, no matter what they have to say about Florida, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, in the past, let's say, 14 months uh, what's it been like down there because uh i i hear stuff i know what people been through where they've been down in florida in the past year or so but for you how crazy has it been you know i you know when you live in a certain region and and just stuff is popping off mm -hmm. become like normalized to it but when i step outside of like the normalization of the things that are going on it's crazy. It's been crazy because not only are Floridians a different type of people because like we're mixed, like it's not just Floridians. You have people from all over the world, mm -hmm. but it's crazy because like, okay, so for example, I was on live last week and um, remember the hack with the gas and all of that stuff. Yeah. So 
like Floridians, like just took all the gas. <laughs> Not only did they take all the gas, it's like they didn't stay off the road. They didn't care that maybe we didn't have no gas. Not only did they not stay off the road, but it's just like, you know, people can't drive in Florida and people don't want to wear masks. When you go down to like Miami, um, people, people don't care. Like I went into a restaurant one day, I was like, um, just doing like a little getaway and uh, went to like a little restaurant because I had to pick up my keys for the Airbnb from this restaurant. And it was a nice nice like ocean view um condo that i was just renting or whatever just to like get away and i went into this restaurant where i had to pick up the keys i guess the owner like owned the restaurant or had a connection to the restaurant when i walked in this restaurant team nobody had a mask on and they were just like chilling and i'm like what and this was like probably like six months ago. Mm. And this was at the point where like the vaccine wasn't really clear. And, you know, we weren't really sure on like where this like pandemic was going. And I'm walking in there and I'm like, yo, y'all don't give, y'all don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, Like it's crazy with that. And then it's just crazy, like with politics, because, um, you know, there's certain things that like, we want to see for our own public safety. But yet we have like government officials saying, oh, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. So it's just crazy because you have like establishments who are like, okay, wait, 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 we want to be safe. And then you have establishments who are like, oh, well, the state says we don't need to do this. So forget it. So it's crazy because you don't know what you're walking into. You don't know like what small business, big business you're going to walk into that like has these crazy requirements. Not only that, people have literally been fighting uh, security guards. Uh, People have been fighting like store clerks because like the mask mandate thing has kind of like fizzled out. Like it's kind of not, not as, there's not as much of a level of urgency on it since this vaccine is out. Mm-hmm. Although the vaccine is out and you can still contract it. Um. But yeah, people just do what they want to do. And it's crazy because like people like literally get into fights because they don't want to just wear a mask. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy how people think that. And then like overall, people think that it violates their human rights. But don't you think it's a violation of human rights or, or public safety when you have a virus that could potentially like kill us all and you just feel like, oh, OK, well, I'm fine. I don't, I don't really care. You know, and that person that's walking around, like, I don't really care. It could be the, the carrier that's asymptomatic and then just give it to everybody. So so it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's selfish. And it's just wild. How is it going? Where are you at? Where are you at, T? I'm in Maryland. You're in Maryland? Yeah. My daddy from Maryland. Okay. <laughs> um, what is it like there for you? I know you're supposed to be asking me the questions, but I'm kind of curious <laughs> to know, like, <laughs> Well, Hogan, uh, the governor of Maryland, he's uh, he's lifting uh, a, a lot of restrictions. Uh, a lot of places are going back to 100% capacity. Uh, I think right now they're at 75 uh, due to the rise of people taking the vaccine. Uh, the mass restriction is, is uh, going to, I guess, end in June sometime, I guess, depending on I guess what the final numbers are and there is, I guess we're kind of slipping into what we can call the new normal. You know, for me, I never had an issue with going out and wearing a mask. Uh, Everyone usually gives my six feet anyway because of my stern demeanor and they don't want to end up in the wall. So, you know, you know, all that is, is always good. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's for, for, People that live in the DMV, it, it gets ignorant. And if you pay attention to the news or World Star, you'll know that it, it can go left anyway. And it has nothing to do with a pandemic and it has nothing to do with uh, global warming or nothing like that. Like people just do dumb stuff all the time. And then, you know, with the drug problem that's going on, 
Yeah. It, you know, it, it it's crazy. So I, I stay out the way, but I also don't allow people that, you know, that's like minded to fall into those traps, you know? <clears throat> so, you know, stay, stay aware, educate yourself when it comes to your safety and your loved ones and, you know, keep your head up high and pay attention because people out here will try to work you or get you in any type of way. Facts. Yeah, most definitely. So that's dope. I, uh, I've been to Florida a couple of times and I had pretty good experiences. So I already know you ain't going to have nobody talking bad about your state. So I'm going to leave that one alone, even though, you know, it, 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 it get kind of crazy down there, you know, people, uh, keeping uh you know alligators in their tubs and shit like that or no, no. <laughs> that is a norm okay so like on our local news outlets we see this all the time like i don't know if you guys see this stuff um but there was a clip so we have like a wsvn news seven right and that's just like the local news i live in broward i'm from West Palm Beach, like I'm from Palm Beach County, but I'm currently in Broward County. So I live more towards like Fort Lauderdale and Miami area. And like, you know how you have like your local news outlets. So we have a local news outlet and um, it's WSVN7. And they were showing like maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago, like straight up big T. They were showing this alligator and like the alligator was in the intersection and it was just laying there <laughs> so it was almost like the alligator was playing possum i'm like this alligator is playing possum why is he playing possum but it was interesting because as soon as like the light turned green and cars started like slowly like pulling up because they're like okay like maybe if we pull up this alligator gonna move so when cars started pulling up this alligator gets up and it was huge it was a huge alligator. Like the alligator was so big. Like once it stood up on its legs, like it was, it was probably taller than me. Cause I'm like 4'11". So I couldn't imagine standing next to that alligator. And like literally the alligator held up traffic. You remember that song? Showstoppers, we showstoppers. Yeah. That alligator was a showstopper because <laughs> when he got like to the other side of the medium and the other side of traffic had to come through everybody had to stop but you see alligators in the middle of the road you see alligators just just casually strolling down the community that's crazy. And it's crazy yeah I, um there's a a place well actually it's a few places around here that uh that ducks dictate traffic when they cross in the street because they be like 47 deep or something like that yeah. and like you go to jail and you get fined if you, you know, try to run them over or, you know, scare them. Because, like, they literally take their time crossing the street. Like, you know, they, we the ducks, we run this shit for the next 15 minutes. And you just got to sit there and deal with it. I'm like, why? Why Why? Why are these ducks controlling traffic right now? Like, honestly, but create a bridge or a duck crossing or something. Not in the middle of the road, though. Like, come on now. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But do you think that the ducks would have enough like intellect to know to use the bridge and not the road? I think if you um, guide them, I mean, because they walk all cocky. Like you ever seen a duck walk slow? Like that that's cockiness. And, and you don't survive as many years as ducks survive. Not that I know how long they survive without being, you know, a little intelligent or pay attention to stuff. Because, you know, if I was an evil person, you know, I'd be throwing grapes at them or something. You know, just like, you know, but I'm not an evil person. You know, I care. I care. You know? Yeah, ducks are, um, we have ducks here. Like, so I live not, too, like, I live right by, like, a lake. Like, I have a lake behind me. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are ducks there all the time. But it's depending on what type of ducks you're talking about. Like, you're talking about the white, cute ducks, or you're talking about those ducks that are like the ducks that, like, run after you <laughs> <laughs> i think those are swans so i see more swans attack people than ducks ducks are usually smaller swans are usually the bigger ones so i'm assuming that you've been attacked by some ducks and you 
you got a history with them. So listen, I don't know what they were like. Okay, you know how you see like the cute white ducks, but that so like you said, swans. I don't know how they got like when I li- I lived in another area before I lived here, and like I think they were swans. I don't know. Like they they're all in the duck family. So, mm. um, but I was going around to take my trash out um, at my old apartment, and like these swans or whatever they were ducks like they they weren't white ducks they were like they were darker colored like they looked like ducks like they you know they had like the beak and everything but they were bigger like they were huge so i was going to take my trash out and i guess these things were hungry and um i was just like oh i'm a g you know i'm cool i ain't gotta worry about no duck ain't no duck gonna bother me don't worry about it i'm gonna go take in my trash can i curse yeah, yeah, you good. So I was like, fuck this duck. I'm going to go fuck my trash. <laughs> so look, boom, T, I got the trash, right? Got the trash, and I didn't want to put it in the car, so I put it on the top of the trunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm taking my trash out. I get out of the car to take the trash out. This thing starts just ruffling its feathers and running after me, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So eventually, like, I ended up throwing the trash in the car where I didn't <laughs> want it to be. <laughs> The duck was running around my car. I couldn't get out. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just take it to some commercial. I'm just going to go to some, I'm just going to go to like across the street. Cause across the street from me, they were like, there was like a Michael's, there was the LA fitness. So I was like, I just go dump it in the dumpster. Cause I was not about to do that. I don't I, like birds. You know, I don't have a problem with birds. Um, I just have a problem with their feathers. And when they like expand their feathers, it just, and then you know like when they expand their feathers and then the the nerves and the the nerves and their wings jump and it just makes me itch Mm. do you you think you wouldn't um be as fearful if you was a little taller yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i have short people problems i feel like i feel like you know certain people and things come for me because i'm I'm little. Like when I go to the store with my son, they'd be like, Oh, your brother is so cute. My brother? This is my son. <laughs> mine. And they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. You look, you look so you look like a teenager. No, I don't. <laughs> That's kind of like a, a catch twenty two compliment. It's like, thank you. Shut up. Like <laughs> Yes. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> so don't feel bad because uh i got a thing with squirrels squirrels um squirrels like to fuck with me sometimes you know and i once had a squirrel come directly at me like it like it knew something i didn't know and it made me look like less of a man because i ran (laughs) i ain't never seen no squirrel come directly at no human unless they knew they was gonna win the fight and i didn't want to take no l from no squirrel so i got up out of there so uh i I tell you one thing when i when i used to work for fedex years ago right and i used to work in the country so like i would run into all types of creatures whether it be uh, arachnids bees but these deers these deers out where i was delivering that they was a different breed and one day i guess they got tired of me coming down there in my truck and they decided to fuck with me right so I'm delivering this furniture set to this house. And I don't know if you ever seen one of the furniture sets that come all broken up. It's like uh, 16 big ass boxes. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting down to like the last three boxes. And then I see out the corner of my eye, this deer like come up in the yard where I'm at. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully it won't do nothing stupid. So then next thing you know i seen a bigger version of that deer come out and i'm like oh shit i think they trying to surround me right (laughs) so i'm heading back to my truck and it comes directly at me so i was trying to go to the side when my door was open and that's where that's the direction it started running so i turned around i went to the other side so when I went to the other side, I forgot that I parked next to a tree and I ran smack into the branch 
and hit the ground. And when I looked up, the deer was gone. And I was like, this motherfucker set me up. He knew oh. I forgot that there was a tree right there and I was going to hurt myself. And that shit, that shit messed me up. And I just was like, you know what? I need a shotgun or something because I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this no more. FedEx ain't going to let you walk around with a shotgun. <laughs> they ain't got to know. They ain't got to know. <laughs> squirrels that's funny that you have a problem with squirrels because i think i think squirrels are so cute and like i you know i try like i used to try to play with squirrels but they always ran away from me Mm. and as far as deers like okay so i lived in georgia for maybe like two years and um like you know you have to get deer insurance and stuff do you have deer insurance Mm -mm. never heard of deer insurance Let me Google this real quick. Cause I could have <laughs> I remember I remember my people saying we gotta get deer insurance. Um, I mean, is that more like for like farmers in case they like ravage their crops or something? Because other than that, oh you mean like um if you uh, if they hit your car. Yeah, so comprehensive coverage on your car insurance policy typically covers deer accidents. So they have so like um because i know like when in georgia like when i lived in georgia like deers would just be running out of the dam and i lived in the woods i lived in um douglasville georgia shout out to douglasville uh but deers would just run we lived in like a woody we lived in the woods so like deers would just run out people would hit deers all the time so if you didn't have deer insurance or if you didn't have like the uh, the appropriate coverage Mm -hmm. you screwed you screwed you got to pay all of that. Uh, so that's like an added feature for like your insurance policy opposed to it just being under general coverage. Yeah. It's the, and, it, and it also varies on state too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't, um, I, I'm pretty sure I like, I've heard some people mention that before, like actually having it, but it, like you said, it, it depends on the state. Like the last, I mean, prior to that interaction, when the deer uh, set me up, the last um, time I actually seen a deer, almost ran into a deer, was uh, during a uh, a very tragic situation um, with a young lady who was uh, following me home that I didn't know. And actually, the deer saved my life because if I didn't almost hit the deer, I wouldn't know she was behind me. So that was that was kind of good. It was a catch twenty two situation. <laughs> it was following you. What? What you? What? 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 Okay. So, um, all right. <laughs> all right. So this is the situation, right? Okay. So, I'm, so, I'm here. I'm here for it. So, uh, my god brother had uh, put me on with this young lady. Um, he was. Uh, she was one of his. Uh, uh what do you call it um people he was training at the gym or whatever like so she she saw my before and after picture hanging up in his office and she was like she thought i was cute or whatever and she wanted to you know get my phone number so you know i ended up doing the whole research thing and I, you know checking her out and i was like sure you can give her my number and uh we ended up talking this first night and the conversation is going well. And in the middle of the conversation, she goes, you know, I want to ask you something, but I'm too shy to ask you over the phone. I'm going to text it to you. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So she was like, um, I, I don't want to go to sleep by myself tonight. Would you mind coming over? And I know where she stayed at. She stayed in the hood, <clears throat> like the hood hood. And I was like, ah, this sounds like a setup, especially since I never even met you in person. So I took a chance and I went over. Of course, you know, I alerted like four or five people with the address I was going to, what time and all her information, just in case I don't come back. Right. Smart, <laughs> smart man. So uh, I go over a house. Um we set up in the living room. We was going to watch a movie because I had to work the next day. And I was like, we're going to watch the movie, you know, chill, talk or whatever. And then I'm going to go home. So 
for some reason the DVD player wasn't working in the living room, she was like, we could just watch it in her room. And I'm like, all right, oh. cool, right? So we we drinking wine and eating popcorn, oh. you know. So we watching the movie, and about fifteen minutes in, uh, everything goes black. I wake up. I'm in the bed with her. I'm undressed. She's laying on top of me, and I have no idea what happened. Still to this day, and it's been almost I think it's been ten years. I think it's been 10 years. And like, she's like, she's laying on my chest. She's slobbing on my uh, shoulder. I'm like, you know how if you like wake up or go to sleep at a friend's house for the first time and you wake up in an unfamiliar place, like I'm looking around, like, I don't know where I'm at. Then I'm putting pieces together. I'm like, oh shit. So I pick her up by her forehead and I'm like, get off me. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm like, get off me. And I'm looking for my stuff, like my clothes are neatly folded, sitting on top of my shoes. My my phone is inside my shoe. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do that. I don't remember doing that. Like all this stuff. So I leave out. She's like, call me when you get home. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I schedule a doctor's appointment. I'm like, look, I need to be tested for everything, you know, and test my blood because I think she drugged me, right? Because that's that's the only thing I I can't say it was fatigue, because if, if that was the case, I don't remember saying, you know, hey, I'm gonna go to sleep or, hey, I'm gonna leave. Like it wasn't my first choice to stay the night at this young lady's house. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I get the results back two days later. Everything comes back negative. Thank God. And oh, yes. You thank- know, I'm talking to her and I'm like, look. I don't know what happened. You know, I'm I'm kind of messed up in the head. I'm like, explain. She's like, yeah, you said you was tired. You said you wanted to lay down. And that's what we did. And I was like, so why was I in my drawers? Like, everything's not ma- matching up, you know? So. When you asked her that, did she explain to you why your clothes were off? She said I undressed myself. But I don't think that was the case. And. You know, I'm six one. Uh, at the time, I was like one ninety five, and you know, she was a solid girl. She was about five seven, five eight. I, I'm not for sure on the weight, but she looked like she could probably undress me, and you know, while I'm knocked out and I wouldn't feel it or notice I'm being jostled around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm I'm struggling. Like I'm mentally trying to figure out what the heck happened because I have no idea. And you know, I've been drunk before. And I still can put the pieces together from the night before, but I still have no memory of what happened over that that six hour period when I was out. So my whole thing was now I have to uh, break up with a girl that I'm not dating and, you know, walk away from the situation. So my whole thing was I was going to let her down gently and then, you know, let her know this ain't going to work out because of, you know, X, Y and Z. So in case she wasn't going to listen, I was going to do the whole emergency phone call thing and then, you know, disappear. So I set up a date. Uh, we go out to eat the Applebee's and we're having this conversation. After This is after she did all of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we having a conversation and, and it's more along the lines of um, me trying to figure out who she is and figure out, you know, why she made the decision she made right so in the middle of the conversation i noticed she had a medic alert alert bracelet right and i'm like i didn't know it was that i thought it was one of those braces that let you know that you're allergic to something um and i forget what it was so then i asked her you know um is there anything that you're allergic to and she was like um I, i forget the name of the medicine and i was like and she was like, yeah, because I have real bad epileptic seizures. And I was like, hmm, that's that's not something you say secondary. That's something you kind of get out in the beginning just in case anything happens, you know. So and I'm like, how long have you, you know, been experienced? She's like, all my life. So I was like, you take the medication for her? She's like, yeah, but I haven't taken it in like three or four days because I don't like the way it makes me feel. And I'm like, what? 
I'm like, so you can't just, you can't just not take your medicine because of, you know, the way it makes you feel, you know, and then we was drinking. So that's what really made me like, you know, question, like, you know, can you take the medication with with alcohol or whatever? Like, I didn't want you to, you know, get sick or nothing. So I'm hearing all this and I'm noticing like, she's like brushing off my questions. I'm just like, yeah, this 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 really isn't going to work me just sitting here trying to talk to her so i step off to go use the phone and i'm going to implement my escape plan i'm like look somebody call me in 10 minutes say it's emergency i'm gonna say i gotta go and then i'll (laughs) i'll never talk to her again right and i think like young jeezy or Gucci man was in town that weekend and everyone went to the concert so no one wanted to pick up the phone for me and i'm just like I hate y'all. I hate you all, you know? You know, I'm so sorry because you know what? Like, I know how you feel because at that moment, you probably felt like, damn. Now, everybody called my phone and I pick up and when people need me, I'm there. And this one time (laughs) that I need y'all to come through for me, y'all looking around at the Jeezy concert. Can't even check my text messages. Yeah. Like, it's not like I needed a whole bunch of time. Just 30 seconds, you know? So, um, I, uh, I go back to the table and I, I literally, uh, just wanted to like, just leave, but the food was there and I'm like, I can at least eat my food and leave or whatever. So when I got back to the table, she had moved her plate and her stuff to my side so we could sit beside each other. And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. This ain't cute. You think I'm going to turn my head to the right every time I want to say something to you? Like, this, no. This isn't a fairy tale, no uh, picnic lunch date or whatever. So I sit down and, you know, I'm saying my grace and then my phone goes off and it's a ringtone on my phone I never heard before. And I was like, what, what the heck is this, right? Mm-hmm. And she had, she had took a picture of herself added it to her contact and changed the ringtone in my phone. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you just, you just crazy, crazy. Like (laughs) you, you just forcing yourself into my life. So that was like, that was the nail in the coffin. Like, yeah, I, I I really got to go. So I was like, I was rushing the uh, waitress to come back with the check. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I got to go. I got to work tomorrow. And I ain't even work on weekends. So I just was like, yeah, I got yeah, it. I, I, I ain't got time. So uh, I paid a bill. I walk her to her car. I tell her, have a good night. And she's like, you going to call me? I said, yeah, I'm going to call you. She was like, she had to go uh, babysit for a friend of hers who was going out. So I was like, you know, basically saying whatever I could to get her away from me. So she she pulls off. I go to my truck and I beat my head on my steering wheel for about 15 minutes. And oh. after that, uh, I rolled me up a J and then I, 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 I get down the road and I start heading home. Right. Mm-hmm. I, start, I start heading home and she calls me. She's like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, uh, on my way home. I'm like, what's up? She's like, yeah, my friend canceled. Her son is sick, so she don't need me to babysit no more. I said, oh, well, I still got to go to work tomorrow, so I'm going home. And she's like, um, well, why don't you just come over for like 20 minutes so I fall asleep? And I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, heard that before. Not doing that again. So I'm trying to get her off the phone. And in the midst of me talking, a deer comes out of nowhere. Oh. And I slam on brakes. When I slam on brakes, I'm like um oh shit and she was like was that a deer and i'm like about to say yes and i'm like what what did you say she said was that a deer i was like how the hell did you know that and she flashes her lights when she flashes her lights, she's behind me and i'm like how did you get behind me she was like i never left i was like so she like circled the parking lot and like head and waited and i'm like five minutes from my house at this point and i'm like if that if i had just that deer didn't jump out of nowhere and almost caused that crash she would have followed me home and who knows what would have happened 
she would actually knew where I stayed. Number one, two, she could have kidnapped me. Three, I couldn't be here to tell this story. <laughs> so um, I'm panicking. I'm coming up with an idea on how to, uh, you know, escape this situation. And I had her on mute while I'm like trying to figure this out. So then I took her off mute. I was like, all right, look, um, I'm gonna meet you at your house. I'm gonna chill for a little bit. And then uh, I'm gonna go home. She's like, all right, cool. So we both stopped at a light. And when the light turned green, I hit the gas and I'm doing like 80 miles an hour trying to get away from her. And she was on my ass like the entire time. <laughs> so in the midst of all that, I ended up losing her like, you know, five minutes later and then blocking her and then going home and hiding until the next day when I woke up to 23 missed calls and 13 voicemails, all getting more worrisome as the numbers went up in progression. And, you know, I kind of shook that night off. And three to four months later, she ends up calling me from a hospital um, randomly. And I didn't recognize, uh, 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 I guess I didn't recognize the number. Uh, I recognized the hospital, but I, you know, I thought it was like a family member calling me. So then when I pick up the phone, it's her and she's sounding like real raspy. So I'm like, she said her name and then I remember who it was. And I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, she had a seizure. She was driving. She ended up getting an accident. She don't have any family in town. She needed somebody to talk to. And during that conversation i ended up you know letting her know the truth about what happened telling her that you know ever since that night i you know I yeah, didn't you feel comfortable. Right. yeah I, I didn't feel comfortable you know and she was saying that you know we were so we were so connected and all this stuff and i'm like look you can't force love you can't you can't you can't make a connection where it's not there like you gotta focus on you and she was saying, she was saying, she was basically saying that I made her feel happy by how I was treating her. And I was like, you can't seek happiness in others, you know? And I learned a life lesson from that situation. Like, you know, not to, you know, it, it, you know, not to try to look for love in other people, look for it in myself and then hope that somebody else sees it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, a while after that, like she, like we talked a couple of times, but I haven't really heard from her since. And I had told a buddy of my story, that's a story a couple of years ago. And he messed me up with his response. And he was like, you know, what if she, what if she did drug you and rape you? She might have your kid and you'll never know. And I was like, you motherfucker. Why would you say that? Cause that's not funny, but it could be true. And I have no idea how to get in contact with that young lady. Wow. Yeah. Like not even through, cause you know, now you can find people on social media, you can find people. So no way to find her. I only remember her first name. I don't even remember her last name. So I want to talk. Okay. So let's look. <laughs> so then, okay. I have some questions for you. I wrote okay. down some questions for you. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So, like, I understand. Okay, so after, like, you did the test results. But you know what? It just shows how, like, genuine of a person you are. But, like, after you got your test results and it came back, you know, fine. Like, what pushed you to, like, be like, damn, like, I want to see where her mindset is and why she did this. Because you're looking at it as... Like, okay, I need this information for myself. I need to understand what I'm doing to make you feel like this is acceptable. But then on the other hand, like, it sounds like she has, like, some deep-seated issues, right? Like, with herself, with her self-esteem. Um, and it just doesn't seem like she's okay with herself, right? Mm -hmm. So, just like, like, like you just said, like, you can't force it, like, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't force love. Like you just got to like, let it naturally happen. Like you can't force certain interactions. You just got to let it like naturally happen. So 
after you got all of that back, what what really fueled you to go like sit down and talk to her? Like, did you not think that when you went to go sit down and talk to her that that would like make her feel like you care even more? You know what I mean? Because when you did that, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, he just wants to see what's going on. Maybe he cares. Because you got to think about that. Some women be thinking like, okay, well, he want to go have lunch with me. He likes me or he cares or he, he, he wants to show me this. And that's why she thought y'all were like, you know, more than what it was. But like, what made you, what made you want to go sit down to like get in her head and say, why would like, what happened? Why would you do that? Well, it, it wasn't really, uh, uh, me like trying to investigate or me trying to figure that out. I, I was going to figure that out naturally during okay. the conversation, you know? Okay. So I've always been inquisitive like that, like almost like a, a psychological approach to people making decisions. Because when I, when I see something, or I hear something, you know, for some people, it'll be there for a moment. For me, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what sparked that what what created that and what was your thought process with that and then yeah. you know uh from there because my mind can matriculate because i can see some funny shit and some dark shit and other people won't get it and i'm just like but you you just don't know like for me i can tell the story now but at first i was scared shitless because i'm like you know i got drugged like i don't care what anybody else says i i got drugged and uh, I never really, you know, seen myself in that situation. So <clears throat> I was, you know, I was scared that something happened, like, you know, because some girls are reckless, you know, for all I know, she could have gave me a disease or something. So, <clears throat> so me taking that situation, I'm just like, I, I always try to figure out what's what's people's motivation or what's they because sometimes people do stuff and they don't even realize they're doing it and it could be harmful to others. So, you know, that's that that's really, you know, the answer to your question. Like I, I really I do just be trying to figure out why people do stuff because sometimes if if they don't recognize that they're doing it because they've been doing it for so long and they're on autopilot, they don't realize that what they could be doing is, you know, harmful to themselves and others. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But like did, when you saw, but what was the red flag that you, do you feel like you missed the red flag when you started talking to her? Honestly, it, we, we didn't have, we only had uh, two face-to-face uh, -face interactions. Okay. So, you know, the we had maybe had four or five conversations. So I didn't even have enough time to, you know, pick up. Like after that first night, you know, I really, you know, should have left it alone because of, but I was kind of, you know, I was 26. So I was kind of like saying, you know, maybe that didn't happen and, and I just need to, you know, go in have a conversation and try to get a little bit more and see if she could uh because maybe she didn't pay attention and maybe she passed out like i passed out or whatever but you know it was just something i guess it was more me being more inquisitive than anything you know because you know she was an attractive young lady you know we were both young and 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 virile so you know it was a, a opportunity for a date, but at the same time, it's just that that little notion in the back of my head. I wasn't, like I said, I uh, I wasn't going to, you know, going with my eyes wide shut like I did the first time, you know. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because you you hear a lot of like men doing this to women, like you hear a lot of men drugging women. It's very rare that you hear about like women drugging men although it does happen mm. it's just one of those things that people don't talk about <laughs> yeah people, you know so when you when you just told me like because you were like okay well she kind of lived in like a you know like a little marginalized community and like you know she wasn't in the suburbs i guess or she wasn't in like a, a decent area but i wouldn't say decent area but she wasn't in like you know oh. It was a well-known rough neighborhood, yes. <laughs> so that brought me back to that song. You know that little Wayne song, uh, Mona Lisa? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you were like, I don't know, she could have set me up. I like, I immediately thought of that. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play that when I get off here with you. You just made me think about that again. <laughs> that song that song is hitting, though. When Kendrick, when Kendrick Lamar comes in, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of people uh, shake stuff off that they shouldn't when it comes to situations like that, you know? And a lot of people push stuff deep down and it ends up, servicing later on in their life through other issues and, you know, uh, mental uh, manifestations that, you know, hindered their lives from growth and sharing the truth with other people and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, that's not cool. But everyone doesn't, uh, doesn't have people in their corner to help them or even care, you know? And that's the, that's the sad thing about it. Like, I can sit down and have a conversation with, you know, just about anybody, you know, but you got a lot of people that just sit around and just talk, you know, they not, they not comprehending what somebody's saying or what they're going through or nothing like that. Like, you know, I read people real good. If I can, if I can conversate with you, or I can just, you know, monitor the way you carry yourself, even in a group of, you know, amongst a group of people, you know, that's just who I am. And then you got other people that just, uh, you know, look at the outside and, and try to figure you out or whatever. And that's the problem we have, you know, with people today treating everyone like a, a, a monetizable figure or something like that or something they could utilize uh, to their advantage. You know, that, that ego thing, that ego is dangerous and people got to watch out for that. Hell yeah. I, um, Kendra and I actually, um, kind of discussed the same thing. Like we did an episode called like your network is your network. Mm -hmm. And we talked about like how, you know, when you make connections with people, like people are always looking for like where the bet, where the money reside. And like that ultimately that's where everyone wants to be. But nobody really wants to put in the work to get to where the money resides. Like, you don't just, you know, build connections and think, oh, you know, I'm going to monetize off of this right now. Like, no, you build connections, you build a rapport. And then like that energy that you put out, the work that you put out, like you're going to get, you're going to reap the rewards of your work being put out. You know what I mean? Mm. So people look at networking as, oh, I'm going to make money off of this. Like, or if I ain't going to make no money off of this, then it's not worth it. But that's such a small mindset because if your circle is filled with people who you aspire to be like, if your network is filled with people, you know, who are getting to the bag and those people really fuck with you, those people are going to hold you accountable, right? Like how we talk about with grown man logic all the time, like, we hold each other accountable. Like we're not like, oh, okay, well let's monetize off of this art. Everything is practically nothing is, we don't really do like get into that. Like we don't look at everything as financial. We look at it as like, how can we help our audience? How can we bring joy to somebody? How can we make somebody laugh? How can we bring some real shit to the table and have people look at it from multiple perspectives, right? So you know, it's just so important for people to understand that, like, when you're networking, like, you're building your net worth. Mm -hmm. Because those people that you're around, like, you are, you, you are the company you keep. So once you continue to hang around those like-minded people, you don't need them to do shit for you to get the money. You're going to, like, adopt and you're going to acquire that mindset if you're dead, if you're serious about what it is that you're doing. And then it's all just going to come to you. But people just expect like the money to come to them and people just expect, oh, well, I'm not going to do this if I'm not going to get paid. And that's such a small mindset. Um, I, I just had to say that when you said like people treat everybody like a monetizable figure, because we see that a lot. We see that a lot on social media. We see it a lot where, you know, a lot of people are offering these life changing strategies. But if they're so life changing, then like, we don't know anything about you. We don't know anything about your cause, but you want to like try to monetize off of me. You don't want to network and build a community of people who, you know, identify with what you're doing and then just allow the universe to just 
bring, you know, your abundance in that way. So I, I totally uh, share the same sentiments with you. And that really like annoys me because we shouldn't look at people as monetizable figures. We should look at people as people. And we should look at people as us building those genuine connections. Because it's all about genuine connections. When you think about it, money, who said it the best? The OJs? Money, 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 money. That one? Mm -hmm. Like how some people got to have it and how it'll have women selling their souls. It'll have people destroying friendships. So when you go in looking at it like that, you, in my opinion, I don't know what you think about it, but when you when you go into a situation with someone that you're networking with automatically looking at a financial gain, how do you build rapport? How can you authentically build a rapport with somebody when your ulterior motive is the bag? You're not thinking about, okay, what can we do together? You know, where do we share the same sentiments? Like, where do we come together? Do we even vibe? You know? So people don't think about that. And that's why a lot of those relationships go bad. And I'm with you on that. We're not mono, like, we we could be, but when we're networking and we linking, it, it should never be like that. It should never be like, oh, well, what you gonna give me? Because I think that like when you continue to do what you love and you continue to like immerse yourself in your passion, that that shit is just gonna naturally come. And the people who are in your network are gonna be the ones to boost you up and support you. And that's where all of your abundance is gonna come in. Not from that person, not because you're dealing with somebody who is, you know, on the top of the podcast game or on the top of the radio game or an influencer, you know, that's just my opinion. I know I just went on a rant. My bad. This show show big T. <laughs> nah, you good. You absolutely good. I, um, I agree with everything you just said. Like, you know, the purpose of my show isn't, uh, about me. It's about my guests. It's about what they got going on and, and the message they got to put out there because, you know, I could, I could talk my shit and, you know, I could kid and joke around with the best of them. But there are also some people out there that are very insightful and very positive. And, mm -hmm. you know, they got experiences that, you know, uh, people could, you know, learn from. So that's my point. That's the point of my platform to uplift that and get people to listen and, and pass that around, you know, stop, stop just absorbing other people's dramas, you know, like, you know, I got no uh, problem uh, with anybody's platform that, that does the tabloid thing, but it's like, you, that's what you're doing. You're treating these people's story like a monetizable thing. And that's all like, you're not thinking about, you know, the mental stability of a person that you're talking about when they're going through some of the worst stuff of their life. Yeah, they yeah, they putting it out there, but that's their way of venting. It's not your tool to make money off of. Because if I was one of those famous people, I'm I'm one of those people that's gonna look for you. And if you Pulling talk, up. yeah. So if if you're gonna talk about me, let let's let's talk face to face, you know, or you gonna, you know. <clears throat> try to make me seem like I'm crazy or something like that. That's that's just that's not my thing. Do you though? You know? So it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, everyone's gonna, you know, I guess get their bag any way they can. But it's about how you do it that uh defines who you are or what type of person you are. You know, and when it comes to the tabloid thing, like I think you brought up a very um I think you brought up a very pivotal point um, with the tabloid thing, because that circles back around to like just mental health in general. Mm -hmm. So I did an episode on mental health and I kind of shared like, you know, what I deal with, with mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and when it comes to tabloids, so I, I, I put myself in people's shoes and I thought about like, when I did my mental health episode, I kind of shared stuff with my audience that like I kind of have kept to myself for years, right? And I was afraid to kind of put those things out there because I was wondering like, okay, like if my platform expands, like 
what are people going to say about me, you know? But then I was like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. She blows it. Like, that is the whole point. If you don't like it. This is Phase Music.